Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to this week's episode of the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. You know, this week I want to focus in on what we're calling tough questions on policy. Uh, I'm going to quote Albert Einstein. He said, quote, learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. The important thing is not to stop questioning, end quote. So, you know, the way I think about it is my team and I are always sort of focused on what's going on, trying to figure out what's going on in the world, macroeconomic environment, markets, etc. And so we always kind of take a step back and ask the question, what do we think about this or what do we think about that? And we're fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of people within our firm that are sort of uh, uh, subject matter experts, uh, but also we subscribe to a bunch of research services and we engage with what in the industry is called the quote unquote buy side. That's really the investment firms that manage money, things like mutual funds, separate accounts. And they you know, make available experts on a variety of topics that are always very helpful. And so honestly, as it relates to this idea of policy questions and where we are and where we're headed, this has just been a, a, an ongoing sort of topic that we've opened up with these various experts to really try to frame out, number one, some important questions and then take a little bit of an initial uh, sort of uh, you know, check on it, just knowing that both um, uh, time, you know, that essentially we're going to be wrestling with defining these questions and answering them for probably decades just given the magnitude of what's going on. So sort of like opening up the topic, but knowing we're going to have it as a, a thread and a theme for years and years to come. Um, and anyway, so getting into some of the tough questions, the first thing we wanted to focus on is trying to learn from history. Um, so learning from yesterday, as Einstein would say. And it really begs the question, given what's going on in this environment, can we look back in time and see other times when certain things were similar? And in talking to all these experts, while people throw out a variety of ideas, two that seem to be uh, resonating with many, two, two time periods are, number one, sort of during and after World War II. Um, there was stuff going on that's sort of similar to, to today. So imagine, for example, uh, the debt level compared to GDP. We are now at about 100% of GDP is where our uh, government debt level is. And back then it got to 106%. And so, you know, that, that's one parallel. And I think another thing was sort of, you think of it as sort of an emergency, in this case a war, leading to lots and lots of uh, management, sort of food shortages and, and things like that, controls. But ultimately when things started to get unleashed, um, essentially inflation kicked in. And, and so, and of course there were policy issues back then, we won't get into that. But long story short, it was sort of like crisis, activity, lots of spending, inflation. We look then to another period, which actually was a period of social uh, sort of disharmony and unrest, and that was the 60s and then into the 70s. And, uh, and then what we saw specifically as an example is that President Lyndon B. Johnson, you know, was really focused on essentially social issues. So... Uh, he uh, implemented what he called the Great Society Programs to fight hunger and poverty, um, things like that, you know, sort of focus on civil rights. So it included creating, creating Medicare, uh, civil rights legislation, and federal aid for education as examples. And uh, you know, essentially, same kind of thing, a lot of spending. Um, 
and that ultimately led to inflation. So obviously where I'm going here is, a, is sort of begging the question, are we setting ourselves up for higher inflation? We're going to get into that. Now, the Fed will tell you today that by their historical practice, they're much more focused uh, today on inflation and targeting inflation than they might have been back then. And so, you know, we get a lot of assuring words from them that they may let it run above their 2% target to make up for uh, the low inflation that we've recently experienced. But their goal is that the long-term target for inflation is 2%. So we'll see if they can hold to that. Um, and actually, on a related note, you know, uh, another sort of live for today uh, question w th w that we've asked is really about the Fed. And that is, can they rebuild their tools? When will they rebuild their tools? And are they going to do it in time to have those tools available for the next problem? Let's say big recession or whatever. And, and will they have the nerve to make that shift? And just to be clear, the tools are really, I think of as two basic things. One is uh, shrinking their balance sheets so tapering their purchases of securities and then eventually shrinking their balance sheet, which of course pulls money out of the system. And then the second would of course be uh, increasing the Fed funds rate, sort of that anchor to short-term interest rates. And you know, the bottom line is the Fed is signaling they're gonna keep this policy on for a good long time. And the question will be, hey, do they wait too long? Are they too late uh, in terms of uh, increasing uh, rates or reducing their balance sheet? And uh, does that mean inflation goes up? Or if they're too early, does that mean they unintentionally sort of trigger us into you know, slower economic growth and or uh, a recession? So that, that's a balancing act that's going on. Um, now, another thing we asked in the live for today category was what are some of the other risks that people are worried about? So in addition to runaway inflation, there is the idea of developing asset bubbles, you know, park, parts of the market where they become irrationally overvalued and then ultimately correct. And then related to that in a way is the idea of amplified volatility. So there are a lot of quantitative systems, do a lot of quantitative trading that are known to kind of magnify volatility which is great, greatest pain, creates the greatest pain when it's downside volatility. So that's something that, you know, everybody's kind of watching for. Now, we've talked a little bit about the Fed, but let's talk about the other side of policy, which is fiscal policy. There's been a lot of spending and a buildup of debt. And, um, you know, the bottom line is when we look at things today, one of the things that's different is that we're in very, very, very low interest rate environment a very low interest rate environment. And that means the cost of servicing our, our government debt is, is relatively low. It's sort of under control as a percent of GDP and, and certainly not at its height, at its maximum level. And that's really because rates have come down so much. And so, you know, in some ways when the spending happens, um, there, people are a little bit less worried because the cost of servicing the debt isn't that much. So, of course, that highlights or illustrates or illuminates the idea that one thing we have to be mindful of is, boy, what if interest rates actually don't stay down uh, low, super low? Now, I think everybody understands they're going to go up a little bit here, and they've done so so far this year. But I think the, the bigger risk is that they, they rise, you know, maybe it relates to uh, inflation being um, a little bit more out of control than expected, but rates rise, and then all of a sudden the cost of that debt goes up. So again, a little bit complicated, but that's just something that we're, we're focusing on. Uh, all this leads to then the basic question, what's the process for reducing our debt? Uh, spending, obviously, we can just try to work on in terms of year-to-year -year budget, but it really comes down to reducing debt. And there's really, in some ways, uh, three things that people focus on. One is austerity. What's that? Well, it's basically raising taxes and 
decreasing spending. And, and to hear from all of our experts, basically the common theme is in this political environment, that's not going to happen. Uh, the second would be growth, meaning that GDP, essentially the growth rate of GDP exceeds the debt servicing costs. And then the effect of that over time is that essentially you, you may not reduce debt, but it becomes increasingly less relevant because everything else is growing. <laughs> and so that, you know, that's something to be mindful of. Of course, that'll take decades to unfold. And then the last is just a, a sort of a catch-all phrase called financial repression, financial repression, where the federal government uh, does things uh, that might sort of benefit them as a lender. An example might be keeping interest rates below inflation. Um, so think of it as negative real rates, and that essentially rewards um, lenders at the expense of investors. And so, again, uh, one, one thing that's in mind. So I've gone over my normal time this week. Uh, apologies for that. But, you know, these are important questions. And I would just say, you know, kind of the, to wrap up here, uh, essentially I think of this, for, for us at least, as sort of starting to build a framework uh, of, of really issues and sort of engagement with our colleagues and, and the other experts that we, we work with to have an ongoing conversation um, that will go on for years and years. So, hey, thanks so much for listening this week. We'll speak with you next week. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.